Welcome to the All About Music Podcast. In 246th episode, this time we will enter the history of musicians segment where we will discuss one of the musicians from USA which is famous for the pop music which is loved by many people around the world. She is Cher, who does not know the musician who is famous for her song entitled If I Could Turn Back Time, Believe, I Got You Babe, etc. Next we will explain more about the biography of Cher. Stay tuned with us in this episode. Cher was born Sherilyn Sarkeesian in El Centro, California on May 20, 1946. Her father, John Sarkeesian, who was an Armenian-American truck driver with drug and gambling problems, her mother, Georgia Holtborn Jackie Jean Crouch, was an occasional model and bit-part actress who claimed Irish, English, German, and Cherokee ancestry. Cher's father was rarely home when she was an infant, and her parents divorced when Cher was 10 months old. Her mother later married actor John Southall, with whom she had another daughter, Georgianne, Cher's half-sister. Now living in Los Angeles, Cher's mother began acting while working as a waitress. She changed her name to Georgia Holt and played minor roles in films and on television. Holt also secured acting parts for her daughters as extras on television shows like The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. Her mother's relationship with Southall ended when Cher was nine years old. But she considers him her father and remembers him as a good-natured man who turned belligerent when he drank too much. Holt remarried and divorced several more times, and she moved her family around the country including New York, Texas, and California. They often had little money and Cher recounted having had to use rubber bands to hold her shoes together. At one point, her mother left Cher at an orphanage for several weeks. Although they met every day, both found the experience traumatic. When Cher was in fifth grade, she produced a performance of the musical Oklahoma for her teacher in class. She organized a group of girls directing and choreographing their dance routines. Unable to convince boys to participate, she acted the male roles and sang their songs. By age 9, she had developed an unusually low voice. Fascinated by film stars, Cher's role model was Audrey Hepburn, particularly due to her role in the 1961 film Breakfast at Tiffany's. Cher began to take after the unconventional outfits and behavior of Hepburn's character. She was also inspired by Marlene Dietrich, Betty Davis, and Katherine Hepburn. She was disappointed by the absence of dark-haired Hollywood actresses whom she could emulate. She had wanted to be famous since childhood but felt unattractive and untalented, later commenting, I couldn't think of anything that I could do. I didn't think I'd be a singer or dancer. I just thought, well, I'll be famous. That was my goal. In 1961, Holt married bank manager Gilbert LaPierre, who adopted Cher under the name Cheryl LaPierre and Georgianne, and enrolled them at Montclair College Preparatory School, a private school in Encino, whose students were mostly from affluent families. The school's upper-class environment presented a challenge for Cher, biographer Connie Berman wrote. She stood out from the others in both her striking appearance and outgoing personality. 
A former classmate commented, I'll never forget seeing Cher for the first time. She was so special. She was like a movie star, right then and there. She said she was going to be a movie star and we knew she would. Despite not being an excellent student, Cher was intelligent and creative. According to Berman, she earned high grades excelling in French and English classes. As an adult, she discovered that she had dyslexia. Cher's unconventional behavior stood out. She performed songs for students during the lunch hours and surprised peers when she wore a midriff-bearing top. She later recalled, I was never really in school. I was always thinking about when I was grown up and famous. At age 16, Cher dropped out of school, left her mother's house, and moved to Los Angeles with a friend. She took acting classes and worked to support herself dancing in small clubs along Hollywood's Sunset Strip and introducing herself to performers, managers, and agents. According to Berman, Cher did not hesitate to approach anyone she thought could help her get a break, make a new contact, or get an audition. Cher met performer Sonny Bono in November 1962 when he was working for record producer Phil Spector. Cher's friend moved out, and Cher accepted Sonny's offer to be his housekeeper. Sonny introduced Cher to Spectre, who used her as a backup singer on many recordings. Including the Renettes' Be My Baby and the Righteous Brothers' You've Lost That Love and Feelin'. Spectre produced her first single, Ringo, I Love You, which Cher recorded under the name Bonnie Jo Mason. The song was rejected by many radio stations' programmers as they thought Cher's deep contralto vocals were a man's vocals therefore. They believed it was a male homosexual singing a love song dedicated to the Beatles' drummer Ringo Starr. Cher and Sonny became close friends, eventual lovers, and performed their own unofficial wedding ceremony in a hotel room in Tijuana, Mexico, on October 27, 1964, although Sonny had wanted to launch Cher as a solo artist. She encouraged him to perform with her because she suffered from stage fright, and he began joining her on stage, singing the harmonies. Cher disguised her nervousness by looking at Sonny. She later commented that she sang to the people throughout him. In late 1964, they emerged as a duo called Caesar and Cleo, releasing the poorly received singles Do You Wanna Dance, Love Is Strange, and Let The Good Times Roll. Cher signed with Liberty Records Imperial Imprint in the end of 1964 and Sonny became her producer. The single, Dream Baby, released under the name Sherilyn, received airplay in Los Angeles. Encouraged by Imperial, Cher worked with Sonny on her second solo single on the label, a cover version of Bob Dylan's All I Really Wanna Do, which peaked at number 15 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 in 1965. Meanwhile, the Birds had released their own version of the same song. When competition on the singles charts started between Cher and the Birds, the group's record label began to promote the B-side of the Birds single. Roger McGinn of the Birds commented, We loved the Cher version. We didn't want to hassle, so we just turned our record over. Cher's debut album All I Really Want to Do, 1965, reached number 16 on the Billboard 200. It was later described by AllMusic's Tim Sendra as one of the stronger folk-pop records of the era. In early 1965, Caesar and Cleo began calling themselves Sonny and Cher. 
Following the recording of I Got You Babe, they traveled to England in July 1965 at the Rolling Stones' advice, Cher recalled, they had told us that Americans just didn't get us and that if we were going to make a big, we were going to have to go to England. According to writer Sintra Wilson, English newspaper photographers showed up when SNC were thrown out of the London Hilton the night they arrived literally overnight, they were stars. London went gaga for the heretofore unseen SNC look, which was neither mod nor rocker. I Got You Babe reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart and became According to AllMusic's Bruce Ader, one of the biggest selling and most beloved pop rock hits of the mid-60s, Rolling Stone listed it among the 500 greatest songs of all time in 2003. As the song knocked the Beatles off the top of the British charts, English teenagers began to emulate Sonny and Cher's fashion style, such as bell bottoms, striped pants, ruffled shirts, industrial zippers and fur vests. Upon a return to the U.S., the duo made several appearances on the teen pop showcases Hullabaloo and Shindig, and completed a tour of some of the largest arenas in the U.S. Their shows attracted Cher lookalikes girls who were ironing their hair straight and dyeing it black to go with their vests and bell bottoms. Cher expanded her creative range by designing a clothing line. Sunny and Cher's first album, Look At Us, 1965 released for the ACO Records division of Atlantic Records, spent eight weeks at number two on the Billboard 200 behind the Beatles' help. Their material became popular, and the duo successfully competed with the dominant British invasion and Motown sounds of the era. Sonny and Cher charted 10 Billboard Top 40 singles between 1965 and 1972 including five top ten singles, I Got You Babe, Baby Don't Go, The Beat Goes On, All I Ever Need Is You, and A Cowboy's Work Is Never Done. At one point, they had five songs in the top 50 at the same time, a feat equaled only by The Beatles and Elvis Presley. By the end of 1967, they had sold 40 million records worldwide and had become, according to Time Magazine's Genia Belavante, Rocks, A Couple. CBS head of programming Fred Silverman offered Sonny and Cher their own television program after he noticed them as guest hosts on The Merv Griffin Show in 1971. The Sonny and Cher Comedy Hour premiered as a summer replacement series on August 1, 1971, and had six episodes. Because it was a ratings success, the couple returned that December with a full-time show watched by more than 30 million viewers weekly during its three-year run. The Sunny and Cher Comedy Hour was praised for the comedic timing, and deadpan Cher mocked Sonny about his looks and short stature. According to Berman, they exuded an aura of warmth, playfulness, and caring that only enhanced their appeal. Viewers were further enchanted when a young chastity also appeared on the show. They seemed like a perfect family. Cher honed her acting skills in sketch comedy roles such as the brash housewife Laverne, the sardonic waitress Rosa, and historical vamps, including Cleopatra and Miss Sadie Thompson. The Bob Mackie-designed clothing Cher wore was part of the show's attraction, and her style influenced the fashion trends of the 1970s. In 1971, Sonny and Cher signed with the Cap Records division of MCA Records and Cher released the single, Classified 1A. 
in which she sings from the point of view of a soldier who bleeds to death in Vietnam. Written by Sunny, who felt that her first solo single on the label had to be poignant and topical. The song was rejected by radio station programmers as uncommercial, since Sunny's first attempts at reviving their recording career as the duo had also been unsuccessful. Cap Records recruited Snuff Garrett to work with them. He produced the Cher's first U.S. solo number one single, Gypsies, Tramps and Thieves, which proved that Garrett knew more about Cher's voice and her persona as a singer than Sunny did, writes Bego. Gypsies, Tramps and Thieves was the first single by a solo artist to rank number one on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 chart at the same time as on the Canadian Singles Chart. Billboard called it one of the 20th century's greatest songs. It was featured on the 1971 album Sure, eventually reissued under the title Gypsies, Tramps and Thieves, which was certified gold by the Recording Industry Association of America, RIA. Its second single, The Way of Love, reached number 7 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart and established Cher's more confident image as a recording artist. Sunny had marital problems since late 1972, but appearances were maintained until 1974. The public still thinks we are married, Sunny wrote in his diary at the time. And that's the way it has to be. In February 1974, Sunny filed for a separation, citing irreconcilable differences. A week later, Cher countered with a divorce suit and charged Sonny with involuntary servitude, claiming that he withheld money from her and deprived her of her rightful share of their earnings. The couple battled in court over finances and the custody of chastity, which was eventually granted to Cher. Their divorce was finalized on June 26, 1975. In 1974, Cher won the Golden Globe Award for Best Actress Television Series Musical or Comedy for the Sunny and Cher Comedy Hour. The same year, Sunny premiered a solo show on ABC, The Sunny Comedy Review, which carried the creative team behind The Sunny and Cher show. It was cancelled after 13 weeks. During the divorce proceedings, Cher had a two-year romantic relationship with record executive David Geffen, who freed her from her business arrangement with Sonny, under which she was required to work exclusively for Cher Enterprises, the company he ran. Geffen secured a $2.5 million deal for Cher with Warner Brothers Records, and she began work on her first album under that label in 1975. According to Bego, it was their intention that was going to make millions of fans around the world take her seriously as a rock star. And not just a pop singer. Despite Cher's efforts to develop her musical range by listening to artists such as Stevie Wonder, Elton John, James Taylor, Carly Simon, Joni Mitchell, and Bob Dylan, the resulting album Stars was commercially and critically unsuccessful. Janet Maslin of The Village Voice wrote, Cher is just no rock and roller. Image, not music, is Cher Bono's main ingredient for both records and TV. The album has since become a cult classic and is generally considered among her best work. 
a single mother with two children, Cher realized that she had to make a choice about the direction of her singing career. Deciding to temporarily abandon her desire to be a rock singer, she signed with Casablanca Records and launched a comeback with the single Take Me Home and the album of the same name, both of which capitalized on the disco craze. Both the album and the single became instant successes, remained bestsellers for more than half of 1979, and were certified gold by the RIA. Sales of the album may have been boosted by the image of a scantily clad Cher in a Viking outfit on its cover. Despite her initial lack of enthusiasm for disco music, she changed her mind after the success, commenting, I never thought I would want to do disco, it's terrific. It's great music to dance to. I think that danceable music is what everybody wants. Encouraged by the popularity of Take Me Home, Cher planned to return to rock music in her next album, Prisoner, 1979. The album's cover features Cher draped in chains as a prisoner of the press, which caused controversy among feminist groups for her perceived portrayal of a sex slave. She included rock songs, which made the disco release seem unfocused and led to its commercial failure. Prisoner produced the single, Hell on Wheels, featured on the soundtrack of the film Roller Boogie. The song exploits the late 1970s roller skating fad and contributed to its popularity. In 1980, alongside Italian record producer Giorgio Moroder, Cher wrote her last Casablanca disco recording, Bad Love, for the film Foxes. She formed the rock band Black Rose that year with her then-lover, guitarist Les Dudek. Although Cher was the lead singer, she did not receive top billing because she wanted to create the impression that all band members were equal. Since she was easily recognized when she performed with the band, she developed a punk look by cutting her trademark long hair. Despite appearances on television, the band failed to earn concert dates. Their album Black Rose received unfavorable reviews. Cher told Rolling Stone, the critics panned us and they didn't attack the record. They attacked me. It was like, how dare Cher sing rock and roll? Black Rose disbanded in 1981. During Black Rose's active period, Cher was simultaneously doing a residency show at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas, earning $300,000 a week. Titled Cher in Concert, the three-year performance residency opened in June 1979 and eventually became Cher's first world concert tour as a solo artist, also referred to as the Take Me Home Tour. With additional dates in North America, Europe, South Africa, and Australia, it yielded two television specials, Standing Room Only, Cher in Concert, 1981, and Cher, a celebration at Caesars, 1983 the latter of which won Cher the Cable ACE Award for Best Actress in a Variety Program. Cher starred in three films in 1987. In Suspect, she played a public defender who is both helped and romanced by one of the jurors in the homicide case she is handling. Along with Susan Sarandon and Michelle Pfeiffer, she starred as one of three divorcees involved with a mysterious and wealthy visitor from hell who comes to a small New England town in the comedy horror The Witches of Eastwick. In Norman Jewison's romantic comedy Moonstruck, she played an Italian widow in love with her fiancé's younger brother. The two latter films ranked among the top 10 highest grossing films of 1987. 
at number 10 and 5, respectively. The New York Times' Janet Maslin wrote Moonstruck offers further proof that Cher has evolved into the kind of larger-than-life movie star who's worth watching whatever she does. For that film, Cher won the Academy Award for Best Actress and the Golden Globe Award for Best Actress Motion Picture Comedy or Musical. By 1988, Cher had become one of the most bankable actresses of the decade, commanding $1 million per film. That year, she released The Fragrance Uninhibited, which earned about $15 million in its first year sales. In 1987, Cher signed with Geffen Records and revived her musical career with what music critics Johnny Danza and Dean Ferguson describe as her most impressive string of hits to date. Establishing her as a serious rock and roller, a crown that she'd worked long and hard to capture. Michael Bolton, John Bon Jovi, Desmond Child, and Richie Sambora produced her first Geffen album, Cher, which was certified platinum by the RIA. It features the rock ballad, I Found Someone, her first U.S. Top 10 single in more than eight years. Cher's 19th studio album, Heart of Stone, 1989, was certified triple platinum by the RIA. The music video for its second single, If I Could Turn Back Time, caused controversy due to Cher's performance on a Navy warship, straddling a cannon, and wearing a leather thong that revealed her tattooed buttocks. The song topped the Australian charts for seven weeks, reached number three on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, and became one of Cher's most successful singles. Other songs from Heart of Stone to reach the U.S. Top 10 were, after all, a duet with Peter Cetera, and, just like Jesse James. At the 1989 People's Choice Awards, Cher won the favorite all-around female star award. She embarked on the Heart of Stone tour in 1989. Most critics liked the tour's nostalgic nature and admired Cher's showmanship. Its parent television special Cher at the Mirage, 1991, was filmed during a concert in Las Vegas. In her first film in three years, Mermaids, 1990, Cher paid tribute to her own mother in this story about a woman who moves her two daughters from town to town at the end of a love affair. She clashed with the film's first two directors. Lassa Halstrom and Frank Oz, who were replaced by Richard Benjamin. Believing Cher would be the star attraction, the producers allowed her creative control for the film. Mermaids was a moderate box office success and received generally positive reviews. One of the two songs Cher recorded for the film's soundtrack, a cover version of Betty Everett's The Shoop Shoop song, It's In His Kiss, topped the UK singles chart for five weeks. Cher's final studio album for Geffen Records, Love Hurts 1991, stayed at number one in the UK for six weeks and produced the UK top 10 single, Love and Understanding. The album was certified gold by the RIA. In later years, Cher commented that her Geffen label, Hit Years, had been especially significant to her because I was getting to do songs that I really loved, songs that really represented me. And they were popular. She released the exercise book Forever Fit in 1991, followed by the 1992 fitness videos Share Fitness, A New Attitude and Share Fitness, Body Confidence. She embarked on the Love Hurts tour during 1992.
That year, the UK only compilation album Greatest Hits 19,651,992 peaked at number one in the country for seven weeks. It features three new songs Oh No, Not My Baby, Whenever You're Near, and Many Rivers to Cross. Following Sonny Bono's death in a skiing accident in 1998, Cher delivered a tearful eulogy at his funeral, calling him the most unforgettable character she had met. She paid tribute to him by hosting the CBS special Sonny and Me, Cher Remembers, which aired on May 20, 1998. That month, Sonny and Cher received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame for television. Later that year, Cher published The First Time, a collection of autobiographical essays of first-time events in her life, which critics praised as down-to-earth and genuine. Although the manuscript was almost finished when Sonny died, she could not decide whether to include his death in the book she feared being criticized for capitalizing on the event. She told Rolling Stone, I couldn't ignore it, could I? I might have if I cared more about what people think than what I know is right for me. Cher's 22nd studio album Believe 1998 marked a musical departure for her, as it comprises dance pop songs, many of which captured the disco era essence. Cher said, It's not that I think this is a 70s album, but there's a thread, a consistency running through it that I love believe was certified quadruple platinum by the RIAA and went on to be certified gold or platinum in 39 countries, selling 10 million copies worldwide. The album's title track reached number one in more than 23 countries and sold over 10 million copies worldwide. It became the best-selling recording of 1998 and 1999, respectively. In the UK and the US, and Cher's most successful single to date, Believe topped the UK singles chart for seven weeks and became the biggest selling single of all time by a female artist in the UK, selling over 1.84 million copies in the country up until October 2018. It also topped the Billboard Hot 100 chart for four weeks, selling over 1.8 million units in the US up until December 1999. The song earned Cher the Grammy Award for Best Dance Recording and the 1999 Billboard Music Award for Hot 100 Single of the Year. On January 31, 1999, Cher performed the Star Spangled Banner at the Super Bowl 33. Two months later, she sang on the television special VH1 Divas Live 2, which attracted 19.4 million viewers. According to VH1, it was the most popular and most watched program in the television network's history, as Cher's presence was a huge part of making it exactly that. Capitalizing on the success of Believe, Cher's former record company Geffen Records released the compilation album If I Could Turn Back Time, Cher's Greatest Hits, 1999, which features the previously unreleased song Don't Come Cry Into Me. It was certified gold by the RIA. The Do Believe, too, ran from 1999 to 2000 and was sold out in every American city it was booked in, amassing a global audience of more than 1.5 million. Its companion television special, Share, 
Live in concert from the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, 1999, was the highest-rated original HBO program in 199,899, registering a 9.0 rating among adults 18 to 49 and a 13.0 rating in the HBO universe of about 33 million homes. In November 1999, Cher released the compilation album The Greatest Hits, which sold 3 million copies outside of the U.S. up until January 2000. In June 2002, Cher embarked on the Living Proof The Farewell Tour, announced as the final live concert tour of her career. Although she vowed to continue making records and films, the show highlighted her successes in music, television, and film featuring video clips from the 1960s onwards and an elaborate backdrop and stage setup. Initially scheduled for 49 shows the worldwide tumor was extended several times. By October 2003, it had become the most successful tour ever by a woman, grossing $145 million from 200 shows and playing to 2.2 million fans. A collection of live tracks taken from the tour was released in 2003 as the album Live. The Farewell Tour, the NBC special shared The Farewell Tour, 2003, has attracted 17 million viewers. It was the highest-rated network TV concert special of 2003 and earned Share the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Variety, Music or Comedy Special. After leaving Warner UK in 2002, Cher signed a worldwide deal with the U.S. division of Warner Brothers. Records in September 2003, The Very Best of Cher, 2003, a greatest hits collection that surveys her entire career, peaked at number 4 on the Billboard 200 and was certified double platinum by the RIA. She played herself in the Farrelly Brothers comedy Stuck on You, 2003 mocking her public image as she appears in bed with a much younger boyfriend. Cher's 326-date farewell tour ended in 2005 as one of the highest-grossing concert tours of all time. Seen by over 3.5 million fans and earning $250 million. After three years of retirement, she began in 2008 a three-year, 200-performance residency at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace, Las Vegas for which she earned a reported $60 million per year. Titled Share, the production featured state-of-the-art video and special effects, elaborate set designs, 14 dancers, four aerialists and more than 20 costume changes. In Burlesque 2010, Share's first musical film since 1967's Good Times. The actress plays a nightclub impresario whom a young Hollywood hopeful is looking to impress. One of the two songs she recorded for the film's soundtrack, The Power Ballad, You Haven't Seen The Last Of Me, reached number one on the Billboard Dance Club Songs chart in January 2011, making Cher the only artist to date to have a number one single on the Billboard chart in six consecutive decades, from the 1960s to the 2010s. In November 2010, she received the honor of placing her handprints and footprints in cement in the courtyard in front of Grauman's Chinese Theater in Hollywood. The next year, she lent her voice to Janet the Lioness in the comedy Zookeeper. Dear Mom, Love Share, a documentary she produced about her mother Georgia Holt aired on Lifetime in May 2013. 
Closer to the Truth, Cher's 25th studio album and the first since 2001's Living Proof entered the Billboard 200 at number 3 in October 2013, her highest position on that chart to date. Michael Andor Broder of the Boston Globe commented that Cher's goddess of pop sash remains in little danger of undue snatching at 67. She sounds more convincing than J.Lo or Madonna reporting from the club. Cher premiered the lead single, Woman's World, on the season 4 finale of the talent show The Voice. Her first live TV performance in over a decade. She later joined the show's season 5 as Judge Blake Shelton's team advisor. On June 30, 2013, Cher headlined the annual Dance on the Pier benefit. Celebrating Gay Pride Day, it became the event's first sellout in five years. In November 2013, she appeared as a guest performer and judge on the 17th season of ABC's Dancing with the Stars. During its eighth week, which was dedicated to her, she embarked on the Drastic Hill tour in March 2014, nearly a decade after announcing her farewell tour. She quipped about that fact during the shows, saying this would actually be her last farewell tour while crossing fingers. The tour's first leg, which included 49 sold-out shows in North America, grossed $54.9 million. In November 2014, she cancelled all remaining dates due to an infection that affected kidney function. On May 7, 2014, Cher confirmed a collaboration with American hip-hop group Wu-Tang Clan on their album Once Upon a Time in Shaolin. Credited as Bonnie Jo Mason, she uses an alias of hers originated in 1964. Only one copy of the album has been produced and it was sold by online auction in November 2015. It is the most expensive single album ever sold. After appearing as Marc Jacobs' guest at the 2015 Met Gala, Cher posed for his brand's fall, winter advertising campaign. The fashion designer stated, This has been a dream of mine for a very, very long time. Classic Cher, a three-year concert residency at both the Park Theater at Monte Carlo Resort and Casino, Las Vegas, and the theater at MGM National Harbor, Washington, opened in February 2017. At the 2017 Billboard Music Awards, Cher performed Believe and If I Could Turn Back Time, her first awards show performance in more than 15 years and was presented with the Billboard Icon Award by Gwen Stefani, who called her a role model for showing us how to be strong and true to ourselves and the definition of the word icon. In 2018, Cher returned to film for the romantic musical comedy film Mamma Mia. Here we go again. New York Magazine's Viviana Allen and Matt Harkins commented that it's only at the climax of the movie when its true promise is fulfilled, Cher arrives. It becomes clear that every single movie no matter how flawless would be infinitely better if it included Cher. She stars as Ruby Sheridan, who is the grandmother of Sophie, played by Amanda Seyfried, and the mother of Donna, portrayed by Meryl Streep. Cher recorded two ABBA songs for the film's soundtrack, Fernando, and Super Trooper. Bjorn Olvaeus of ABBA commented, She makes Fernando her own. It's her song now. On March 4, 2018, Cher headlined the 40th Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras. Tickets sold out within three hours after she hinted her performance on her Twitter account. 
In September 2018, Cher embarked on the Here We Go Again tour, which is set to finish on December 5, 2020. While promoting Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, Cher confirmed she was working on an album that would feature cover versions of songs from ABBA. The album, Dancing Queen, was released on September 28, 2018. Britney Spanos from Rolling Stone commented that the 72-year-old makes ABBA songs not only sound like they should have been written for her in the first place but like they firmly belong in 2018. Mark Snedeker from Entertainment Weekly called it Cher's most significant release since 1998's Believe and noted that the album Ender, One of Us, is frankly one of Cher's best recordings in years. Dancing Queen debuted at number 3 on the Billboard 200, tying with 2013's Closer to the Truth for Cher's highest charting solo album in the U.S. With first week sales of 153,000 units, it earned the year's biggest sales week for a pop album by a female artist as well as Cher's largest sales week since 1991. Dancing Queen also topped Billboard's top album sales chart, making it Cher's first number one album on that chart. The Cher Show, a jukebox musical based on Cher's life and music, officially premiered at the Oriental Theatre in Chicago on June 28, 2018, and played through July 15. It began Broadway previews November 5, with its official opening on December 3, 2018. Written by Rick Ellis, it features three actresses playing Cher during different stages of her life. On December 2, 2018, Cher received a Kennedy Center Honors Prize, the annual Washington distinction for artists who have made extraordinary contributions to culture. The ceremony featured tribute performances by Cindy Lauper, Little Big Town and Adam Lambert. During 2018, Cher used Twitter to announce she was working on four new projects for the next two years, a Christmas album, a second album of Abbott covers, an autobiography, and a biographical film about her life. In October 2019, Cher launched a new perfume, Cher Eau de Couture, which was four years in the making. Described as genderless, it is Cher's second fragrance after 1987's Uninhibited. On February 4, 2028, Cher was announced as the new face of fashion brand D Squared 2. She starred in the brand's spring, summer advertising campaign, which was directed by photographers Mert and Marcus. In May 2020, Cher released her first Spanish-language song, a cover of Abba's Chiquitita. Proceeds from the single were donated to UNICEF following the COVID-19 pandemic, That's the summary we can give you about Cher's biography. We apologize if there are deficiencies or mistakes in the words we say. Don't forget to follow and share with your friends if we are here. Okay, to close this episode, we will play a song from Cher with entitled If I Could Turn Back Time. Thank you and see you in the next episode. If I could find
If I could turn back time 